husband wakes up with Steph, Abby, and Matt on B105. Hey, what's up, podcasters? Yeah, we will read that commercial after the podcast, okay, sure. if that's okay. No, it's just, yeah, it's, not, it's, it's just in my flow here. So there. I'll work this on the same I file. I think you broke the flow. Check my flow. Ugh. That's all right. It's good to flow. change things up. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, thanks for joining us today, guys. Trevor Long is good. Trevor Long's great. He's got like a comforting voice. He's a tech guru and he's talking about the Medibank hack. Yeah. But I just felt really sad mm. today mm. hearing all that news. Like I just yeah. thought... Some messed not, up shiznits. Well, not. I mean, I don't know if I've really got anything to hide because I sort of overshare. But yeah. I think for people that would be incredibly uncomfortable if personal information came out. Mm. And I don't think I would see them in the light, but I think let's just say if there was a, a top CEO that might not want to know that they've gone to a doctor for alcohol dependency mm. and has managed to get over some sort of addiction, mm. they would feel so uncomfortable be, being public. Mm. But I just think yeah. we need to. We need to. Realise that when you know that about it, it doesn't change anything. No one's gone to a doctor to see them for murder, you know? I mean, it could work the opposite way. It could change your opinion of someone. They could, you could see them as a better person because they overcame difficulties. Mm, it's just more the people that are so uncomfortable with it that they are prepared to pay some sort of blackmail for mm. it because that's what they're saying, that they might use it against them. And mm. I just hope that no one mm. would ever pay. Because if you pay, you're just you're still going to get it out, aren't they? Well, you can't negotiate with terrorists because what? you might say, hey, I'll give you $1,000. And they go, well, thanks for your 1000 mm. We now want 10000 Otherwise, we're going to put it out. How do you ever really mm. know that they get rid of the data? You yeah, know? it's not like a, a bad example. It's not like when you kidnap a person and then you give them back. Yeah, you get the person. You get the you person know. back. Black yeah. Mirror. Do you yeah. remember they did an episode? They did a show on this one. Which one? They got all information that mm. they, no one wanted to share and they were blackmailing them oh, for yeah, it and they are all paying, yeah. but then at the end they released it all anyway. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Black Mirror. Oh, geez, they're ahead of their time. They are. they got a new season coming out. So I can't too. watch it anymore. It's too <laughs> it's, real. It's too real. But imagine <laughs> what they do now. With... All right, let's get into today's podcast. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Impacted Medibank customers are being warned. They may be the victims of targeted scams for months to come after a ransomware group known as Revel began releasing the stolen data yesterday. First it was Optus and now it's the Medibank data breach and it's it's honestly terrifying and I felt sick this morning hearing about a lot of the details that they'd posted on the dark web and you mm. guys know I don't really understand the dark web. Neither do I. But I just feel like it's it's so scary that this can happen so easily it seems in Australia. Someone who knows all about it, Trevor Long from EFTM.com, you're a tech guru. Uh, what has been <laughs> the latest overnight? Yeah, so overnight, um, the, the hacker updated their dark web blog post. And the dark web is just another series of websites. It's just harder to find, harder to get to, and they're not searchable by Google. Um, so this is where they've been posting information. They posted yesterday 200 um, users' names, details, and medical, um, I guess, diagnosis. Mm-hmm. And this morning, they updated it. After a question I asked them, I sent them an email and said, how much was the ransom? Because we've never been told that. And they said it was 10 million US dollars. So that's 15 million Australian dollars as the ransom. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they added another 300 lines of user information, this time relating specifically to pregnancies and pregnancy issues. So, mm-hmm. you know, it starts to get really personal when you categorize the data they're releasing into, you know, groups like that. And mm-hmm. I think that's 
what's really starting to worry people. And is this through the private health or is this because they've got access to, I guess, the Medicare details? Because you were even saying, you know, things that people might have uh, got seek help for mental Mm. issues, Mm -hmm. you know. So basically it's anything they could have used their Medibank private for. So Mm. their private health insurance, if you... If you went to a clinic um, and, you know, you had, had trouble with your baby, um, you might have gone to a clinic. Boom. There, there's a diagnosis there and there's a clinic name. Mm. If you had a an addiction to a drug, you might have gone to a clinic and, and Medibank might have covered some of the costs of that. That's listed against your name. So it's any health issue outside of what they call extras cover like dental and physio. Um, but we are talking about some of, I guess, the most personal things that people may not have shared with their partners, let alone their friends and family. Yeah, true. Trevor, I'm uh, very lucky in the fact that I'm a customer with Optus and with Medibank as well. Join the club. Yep. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, and so, but at this stage, I'm not too concerned. Uh, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on um, my monetary flow and making sure no no money's coming out. But to me, it's like there's 10 million people in this one, so it's sort of a numbers game for me yep. of, of what are the chances of mine getting used. Would you say that's correct way to think about it, or should I be more vigilant? Every one of the 9.7 million Medibank private customers that are affected here should be more vigilant with mm-hmm. their emails, SMSs, and phone call scams. Right. That's what's going to happen. You're going to get scams that know who you are, yeah. they know your address, and that's how they're going to target you. They're going to say, hey, Trev, uh, we know you live in this suburb, and, and they're going to sound familiar. Mm-hmm. Okay, So that's the scams that will get you. The 500,000 people whose medical information is being, being leaked, yeah. like you know, addictions or mental health treatment and things like that, they're more likely to be ransomed. They're more likely to get emails that say, if you don't give me $1,000 in Bitcoin, I'm going to tell your employer about your issues. And this, to me, is how we all, as as Australians, can bandy together and devalue that data by saying, if if I'm an employer of 10 people, I I, I would send them all a note today saying, you know what, if any of you are Medibank customers are affected by this, I want you to know, whatever goes out whatever becomes public doesn't affect your status here doesn't affect our opinion of you we still think you're great and it doesn't matter we need to embrace each other and understand that people's health private data is private and it should stay that way that's funny actually that's kind of what we jokingly said in the meeting i just i just wanted to like i know this sounds dumb but i was like these are things that people have kept private for whatever reason and it doesn't change your perspective of them and it feels like if we're all being compromised at this stage it feels like australia needs to put up their hand and go hey we're now oversharers and <laughs> anything you have Everything in your past. Do, it doesn't matter. If you, we don't if care because I feel talk sick about it, about it. I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't, I understand and we're still mates mm. and you still work for me and you're a great employer, whatever it is. See, if we do that, we devalue the fear mm. among the customers and the fear is the biggest thing that's going to drive people getting scammed and paying the ransom. Yeah. No one should pay any ransom to any scammer. Is Australia a hotspot? It seems like we suck at stopping hackers like data security yeah who's next like everything. i think it feels that way because of these two big breaches in the last yeah. month and it's bad it's bad mm. but it's just sheer luck they would have been trying every business in, in around the world right. they sent okay. a million emails and if someone at one company clicks it and, mm. and opens a door for a hacker into an, into their business that's sheer luck on the hackers part so no we're not a target but we will be because of these two big uh, attacks. And we also would be if we paid ransom. So that's why we've not got to pay the ransom. And Medibank's doing the right thing there. But Medibank needs to contact the 500,000 people whose medical health information is likely to be exposed. Mm. And they need to tell them that now so Mm. they can prepare themselves. What's the chance of these people being found? I mean, they're claiming that they're, you know, they're Russian hackers. (laughs) It's hard, isn't it? <laughs> it? It is. It's it's almost impossible. The good okay. news is that, that this group was essentially shut down a couple of years ago because of Russian authorities arresting some of them. 
The bad news is, because of the Russia-Ukraine situation, geopolitically, it's unlikely that Australian authorities are going to have much sway with the Russians. Yeah. Wouldn't you just love if they'd hack in and then email us all and say, heads up, you can get a better deal with another provider. We've just realised this for you. <laughs> Your premiums are too high. Scam. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll true. say that. Don't mm. click the link. <laughs> yes. Yes. Click nothing. No. Click nothing. Trevor Long, thank you, mate. Really appreciate your info this Pleasure. morning. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Men and women communicate differently. And I know there's a lot of people like, oh, no, I'm different. I'm not a typical woman. And I get that. Everyone is different to some scale. Mm -hmm. But the whole book, Men is from Mars, Women is for Readers, Mm -hmm. is out there. And I think once you actually realise it, you kind of go, that makes sense. So bear with me, right? Because I was given some advice from marriage counselling that we actually did before we got married. Mm -hmm. And it was an eye-opener to me of going... Of course, totally of course. And this comes back to a study that they did and they wanted to see if it is true that they do it from a young age, boys and girls, whether it's just inbred in them, right. it's in their DNA. And they had a classroom and you know how classrooms, everyone's standing at the teachers, right? Sitting and looking at Facing the teachers. Same, Facing teachers. same way, yeah. Yeah, and they gave them a little bit of spare time, you know, and so they all start like chatting, but they still had to write down some notes that were on the board. But they didn't say you couldn't talk, but they didn't really encourage it. Right. So then they did all this observation on it. And all the boys in the classroom were sitting next to other boys and were talking to them, but they were facing the board and they were still writing down their notes. Mm-hmm. And they weren't looking at each other very right. often when they talked. They might glance at them, but it wasn't like they had to. Where all of the girls in the class turned their whole body to their girlfriends mm. and were like, oh my blah, 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 blah. God, and looking at each other in the face. And they were saying that it might come back to being in your DNA when you were out hunting Mm -hmm. and that you would have your eye on the prize Mm -hmm. as the male Mm -hmm. and you wouldn't actually have to look at each other to communicate. Mm. You'd still get the message and, in fact, you probably wouldn't like it. Mm. So that... Same thing in nightclubs. You're scanning the room, your mate's talking to you. Like, yeah, 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 on the prize. Yeah, 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 sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. And sometimes oh, yeah. if you guys are talking to each other, like you're pretty good at making eye contact, but if you guys are talking to each other, you could be on the computer and you could be pressing buttons, but you still talk. You won't look at each other. Yeah. And that's fine. Mm-hmm. But then when you're talking maybe to your husband, you're like, why aren't you looking at me? You're not paying attention. And they're saying that a lot of men don't have to look directly and, in fact, yeah. can find themselves distracted when they By look. the beauty of your wife. That they, yeah. you so know. you look away. Yeah. <laughs> I can't look at you with that cleavage there. Come on. What are you saying? So this comes back to it of saying if you want to be able to talk to your significant other, then you should always do it when you're in the car because mm-hmm. you're both facing at the same direction. Mm. And you can have deep and meaningful then, mm-hmm. or when you're cooking. So you're, you're, you're busy. You see, so you're busy because they're saying that boys often need to do things physically to then be able to hear. So rather than going, oh my God, can you stop? We need to have a DM. Can you stop? Mm. Can you look at me? Mm. You're not looking at me. You're not taking it in. Mm. But often men don't have to for the conversation. It'd be dangerous if there were two girls in the front seat of the car. Staring at each other the whole <laughs> way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Having a chit chat. Well, no, I guess one's driving and the other one's just, I'd probably mm. look at my friends directly. <laughs> I've, at, no, no, I've never really thought of it. It was an interesting study. Yes. Though. That makes sense because my wife quite often wants to ask me if I have completed tasks that she's asked me right before we get down and dirty. I'm like, why are you asking me that now? Because I have your full attention. Maybe that's what she's thinking. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. She because like, you often feel, and I, I'm sure it is, sometimes you can get distracted on other stuff, but it's like, 
you're trying to have a conversation, and I'm like, why is Scotty? Maybe um maybe she's ticking something off her chore list, so she's uh, oh without a doubt, she's checking <laughs> to see if you've done yours. <laughs> Dang, <laughs> mate, no, she brings the list out. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess that does make sense because I think the other thing guys do mm. is, and I think I do it. If you say something to me, I have to take a second to think about it. And you often so, and look and away. I look away bit, yeah. and go, oh, But then yeah. a lot of girls will go, why did you do that? Are you ignoring yeah. me? But you actually need to process. And to process, you kind of need to look away because all the deep conversations, back in your ancestry, would have been where you're still, even they used to say when you were hunting, you used mm. to be back to back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. it comes down to as well, there's a scientific fact uh, for um, eyesight. Women have a larger peripheral vision yeah. uh, because they're mothers and they have to scan for... Um, uh, dangers of the baby, whereas men, yeah, they're hunting, they're focused on the, the prey and what they're trying to hunt in, in front of them. Mm. So, yeah. Still can't Science. buy anything in a supermarket, though, can we? No, no. But <laughs> just, I found if you take a spear to the supermarket, <laughs> yeah. really increases your chances of getting everything on the list. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. used to be a breakfast announcer on our very network in Perth. Now she's got a book out. It's called Drunk on Confidence. Heidi Anderson, good morning. Hello. This is such a brilliant book and you did send me a copy and I would encourage... you're in it. Well, I did. Yes. You told me I was in it. So do you know that I had to like skim every single page and then obviously I had <laughs> saw that it wasn't a name so I had to go back to the start and read it all. But I'm not a reader, but this... It was so amazing because I feel like it's what a lot of girls go through and they don't actually uh, admit it. So many times you were seen as the confident girl, but it was sort of false and it was either, you know, drinking that got you there or just faking it. Yeah, and, like, you couldn't drink on breakfast radio. <laughs> so that was, that was really hard. And, you know, there was times that I was having panic attacks in the bathroom toilet. That's what I went into, the self-doubt. And that's what I kind of talk about in this book and I give all of my um, voices in my head, characters, and some people may think I'm really crazy or they may really relate to it, which I think you did, didn't you, Abby? I did relate to it. And so many practical tips as well that we might all also talk about, but you were saying I, you just couldn't, I guess, handle looking at lo- online and people having better lives or being on your phone. So you just actually learnt some techniques of either deleting the apps or actually turning off your phone. Yeah, I literally have my phone off every night and people are like, how does that build your confidence, you know? Because I had to really work on myself the last 10 years after declaring that I I didn't like who I was and, you know, it was all false confidence. But I turned my phone off because most of us, right, sit on the couch at night time, don't we? We're scrolling and then all of a sudden those voices are getting louder and louder and we're comparing. And so I turn my phone off every afternoon between five and six and I don't turn it on until, yeah, about now. Wow. Thank you for turning your phone on. Yeah. We appreciate it. <laughs> so, so drunk on confidence. Hopefully, it's worth it, guys. <laughs> yeah. You're sort of saying the only time you felt confident with who you are was when you were actually drunk. Yes, like I found for years that Saturday nights were where I was getting my confidence, and I was drinking so much, and I felt really like this girl who was self-assured. I knew what I wanted. And then it would get to Sunday or Monday and I'd slept around and I'd lost. I, I was like, that confidence was all fake. You know, like I, I would wake up and I would think to myself like, oh, God, I've got to do this again this week. Mm. And then took me really looking at my life and, 
yeah, I think a lot of people relate to it. Like, you know, you only need one or two glasses of bubbles to feel confident, right? But it is a double-edged sword there too, I think, especially for females because the next morning you can actually... Oh, what did I do? What did I say? Oh, my God, you feel like crap. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, the anxiety monster. I talk about that a lot, don't I, Abby? Yeah. And how I used to sit on my chest every Sunday night and going over in my head, like, why did I do that? Why did I sleep with him? He's never going to call you. You know, but on those weekends, I felt really confident in myself. And that was because I was getting it from alcohol. And yeah, it's been it's been a big journey, but I'm here now and it's all in the book. One thing that I guess I was in the book with you was talking and I remember it so clearly is you having a hard time when something that was so wonderful was you having your first baby and leaving, you know, radio to go on maternity leave and you just become so preoccupied with what's actually going on when you're not there Mm -hmm. and how much you're left out and it's so weird, isn't it, because you want to be at home with your bubs and it's amazing but there's still thing of going wait a minute, where is my career? And I just feel like, you know, there's a lot of guys that take time off work, but I don't know if they go through that same, I've lost my identity. Oh, it was so big for me, Abby, and you were such a huge part of it. It actually makes me quite emotional talking to you because you, like, honestly, Abby saved me so many nights of, like, that pain and what I was going through by just that reassurance and, you know, me being able to reach out to you. And I think... That's what we need more of, like women supporting women and, and coming together because it is a really weird time. Like I started thinking like, why why do I want to go back to the radio station? Like I felt like a stranger the morning that I called in to announce Memphis's birth. I felt like a stranger and I'd only been gone three weeks, but mm. I was going through my own, you know, identity stuff and I really wanted to be with this baby, but I put my career and my identity with radio. Mm. And so it was just this really weird place to be and I think with all the hormones the sleep deprivation (laughs) crazy like you get sucked into social media and you just start you know going like oh my god they don't want me to come back and uh, and so I talk openly about all the thoughts that I had and then in the end I ended up leaving anyway (laughs) (laughs) I was like oh you go girl (laughs) one thing you did recommend to me and I feel really bad because I always pushed it away and I was like yeah no I'll get to it the timing's not right and I want to say it to you guys whether mm-hmm. you guys would be interested okay. in it because well, she went to the extreme and did nude yoga. Right. Yes. Would you guys do that? Where am I positioned in the room? <laughs> <laughs> right up front. <laughs> yeah, I'm in. No, no, it's an important question. You're you're yeah. leading it. <laughs> so you can, you can follow my moves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, how, what does that involve? I mean, like. <laughs> Are you, how close are you, are you, because people are very close to each other in, in yoga. <laughs> but if you can, like you do a circle. So the latest one that I did, like you're standing in a circle. And so if you're doing any of like the downward dog, don't mm. worry. You're doing it no to one, out. Yep. Yeah. No one's going to see that. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> see, yeah. I'm picturing It's not a bad a, question, man. Yeah, yeah, it's I'm, really not. Well, I've done that before. That was my very first one. And. I was at the in the back row and <laughs> yeah, I got I got an eyeful. But I mean like when you're in it, like it's fun and it's silly and it's also hugely empowering. It's also exposing yourself when you are vulnerable, which I think there's so much power that you did of you kind of you hold in so much, you know, I guess hatred or you know, unsure mm. feelings. But when you actually express that, you're like, Okay, cool, they're actually gone mm. and everyone else is going through the same thing and there's power in that. It's also literally exposing yeah. yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. Exactly. I don't see what you did there. <laughs> well, uh, the book is Drunk on Confidence. Um, go and check it out right now. Heidi Anderson, a pleasure to speak with you this morning, lovely. 
Oh, thanks, guys. Thanks for the support. means a lot. Don't forget to move the book to the front if you see it at bookstores as well, please. <laughs> Will do. <laughs> Will do. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Tomorrow, uh, Alpha Bucks, November 11, R&B Fridays Live. You can still win $10,000. Yes, you can. With your answers to Alpha Bucks. You certainly can. Fascinated, Fern, and Finland. You should, you'd be so shit at poker. Well, I'm terrible. You'd be terrible. I'm terrible, terrible at poker. I've got a because poker night coming up, and I'm like, I'm, can I no. just, I'll get the drinks, guys. No. Because you like, when you've got a joke coming up, mm. your face is already like, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. <laughs> Eyebrows are up. Some I don't there. know what you mean. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's a long play, and that's my, I'm bluffing. <laughs> I hate poker. The other thing you do is kind of cock your head and you and you wiggle your arm like a get a ready. I hear it a come. <laughs> Are you stalking me? Yes. Okay. Cool. Yes. It's good to know. Five days a week. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B one hundred and five. So a BuzzFeed list. I love me a BuzzFeed list. They're real journalists there over at BuzzFeed. And uh, it made me think of you, Abs. Yes. Um, because it was about songs that you thought were about something, and then you realise, oh no, they were actually about something else entirely. It's like I just think they're just a cute little song. Mm. I don't know if I think about the meaning. And then when you tell me the meaning, I think some of them are ruined for me. What That's what's going to happen. Kids today are going to, in 20 years' time, realise what WAP was all about. Yeah. You know? It's really, going to dawn on them. Really subtle what lyrics is it about? there. Um, it is about wet washing things. Your, washing your cat. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. No. no. Well, you should, but you should do it correctly. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Now, they wash themselves. What? But tell Maddie. Cause That's true. Sure. Both do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, which song I ruined for you? Oh, Relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood. I didn't... I thought it was like, stay chill. Like, just chill. Yeah, yeah. If you want to go off, if you want to get, like, nasty, no, don't. Just be, like, chilled. I didn't realise it was just completely and utterly sexual. Relax. When you want to... Don't do it like when you want to come. Like, it's calm. I thought oh. it was just, like... When you want to come to when wherever you come, we're going. When you want to come wherever going. Like, just relax. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realise it was literal. Hey, I invited you to the party, but relax, don't come. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also love the fact that that is, it's a man saying to her, just relax. The reason this isn't happening is I think it's a man saying to another man. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, yes. it's a. Frankie goes to Hollywood. Ga- They're very. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're all learning. Oh, we're all, oh, we're all there. learning. There we go. We're all learning. <laughs> <laughs> now it makes more sense to you, too. Yeah. Yep. yep. She'd be like, You tell me to relax. <laughs> I'll tell you to relax. Why don't you get out? Do you know there that are. That was not. See, it there, there are older people now going, Yeah, you were you're right about the WAP. People are going to have to need that explained. If you need relax by Frankie Goes to Hollywood explained about oh, what mate. that's about. I need a lot. I need a lot explained. <laughs> I was. Surprised at this one, but I have always listened to this song and thought it, it, it sounds like it's a romantic song. But then, why is he never going to see her again in the thing? Because it's James Blunt's beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. That's true. But it's actually about in a crowded place. In a crowded place. Subway. Because it's about a guy who's high as a kite on drugs. Yep. And he said this, James, in the subway, stalking someone else's girlfriend. So he'll never be with you. Oh. She was with another man. 
Yeah, did Smile you? Me on the subway. See, I knew this one, and See, that's why it. it always makes me laugh every time people have it as their wedding, wedding song. song. And even he came out and said, and goes, stop "Don't doing it. stop doing it. Don't do it as your wedding song. It's about a creepy guy that is trying to get another person's girl, mm. and the other guy's like, back off. Yeah. But he goes, but if you want it as your wedding song, go for it. I still get money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh. I, know, I, I never knew that about that song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, divorce by Tammy Wynette uh, is actually about a divorce. Um, this one I'm surprised that we actually still play uh, in on the radio. Um, pumped Up Kicks. Sounds pretty funky and bobby. Run, better run. I mean, that's a bit of a giveaway. It's a dead giveaway, isn't it? Dead, dead giveaway. Yeah, it's about a kid planning a high school shooting. Yeah, you're cooler than me with your... Pumped, Pumped up, up kicks, kicks. Yeah, yeah. We'll outrun my gun. Yeah, yeah. it's awful. Black Velvet. Mm-hmm. I love this song. Black Velvet, yep. Black Velvet, so southern style. I didn't realise it was about Elvis. It's completely about Elvis. Mm. Do you know why? Why? Because whenever they used to put a photo frame around, like of Elvis, they would drape it in black velvet, and the name of his hair dye oh, was, was black called velvet. black velvet. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Either. I thought that was literally about Love a me velvet tender. jacket or something. Love yeah, me I didn't know it was Little Boy Smiles. I thought it was Little Boy Cries. I didn't listen to the lyrics. This is my favourite one. <laughs> Did she say Little Boy Cries? No, I thought no, it's Little Boy Smile, Smiles, isn't it? Smiles. I thought right. it was Cries, right. but you know, right. like, um, hearing issues. These guys actually did a TED talk where they broke down this song, Closing Time. Um, Now, clearly, that's about a bar shutting, you getting kicked out and having to go home. It's actually very literal in its description. But the lead singer came out and said, actually, it's not. I like to hide the meanings of my songs really deeply. It's the song I wrote when my wife was about to give birth uh, and I knew that I was going to be a dad. And he breaks it down. So, um, closing time, open all the doors and let you out into the world. That's his wife's from the baby coming out. Okay. Um, uh, you don't have to stay here, uh, you, but you don't... What the, you can't st- stay here, but you have to... Is that the baby can't stay here? You don't there? have to go home, but you can't stay here, so you're getting kicked out of the hospital. So, and oh. he goes through the whole song, goes, this is this part, this is me not being able to go out again now that I've got responsibilities, <laughs> bless you. Uh, but it just, when you listen to the songs, it's like, oh, the bar's shut, we're going home. See, did that happen, or did his wife just say, why have you never written a song about me? And he's gone, oh, oh nah, that, my, uh, my biggest one ever, babe. This is actually about you. Yeah, you remind me of a pub. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it burned down. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Brother. Surely. I didn't think it was that traumatic, but we're talking about where you got stuck, and I was saying my brothers used to put me in the back of the boot. Yeah. Quite dangerous when you think about it. Yeah, if you get rear-ended. Well, we weren't driving. Oh, well, then oh, it's not just that dangerous. In the car pool. Yeah, yeah, so don't do that. Really quite dangerous. Mm. But Ash, our producer, was like, that's awful. I was like, not really. The most awful that my brothers used to do to me is when I was the cricket stumps. And they didn't have plastic balls. I don't know why my parents bought them proper cricket balls. Oh, you, you loved using a six-stitcher mm. when, uh, when you were a kid. Yeah, you felt like a mean. I wouldn't do that to my kids now. Yeah, so I was the cricket stumps because we didn't have any of those. Did they so, put bales on your head? No, uh. they just used to say, because I was the right height, mm. they used to say, stand behind the person batting. Yep. And then the other person would bowl. And then my eldest brother ran over to me and he's like, Abby, Abby, Abby. And I was like, oh, he's going to say he's changed his mind. But he mm. said, can you please put your hands over your eyes? Because mm. we don't want to get your eyes because you get in trouble. Were your siblings awful to you or is it just because I was the youngest? Yeah, so my biggest sister used to beat me up all the time. She would 
when we'd fight in the pool, mm. she would hold me under the water mm. and almost mm. drown me. And I can remember that because I was like, this is the closest to death. Did you life flash before your eyes? Yeah, you actually could. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What did your sibling do to you? Thirteen, ten, sixty? Because they're always supposed to be like the closest one to you. You know, closest ones to you can hurt you the most. Yeah. And would your brothers? As soon as you did get hurt, because inevitably... Hey, hey, don't tell mum, don't tell mum, we'll go and buy you some lollies. We'll go and buy you some lollies. 25 cents we used to get from the local deli, and they used to dinky me on the back of their BMX to go and get, yeah. Shush cash. Shush cash, which I didn't mind. No. No. Yeah, that was Did the ball hit you? Uh, yeah, it did. Yeah. The dartboard was bad because I was a dartboard as well. You were a dartboard. I was a dartboard and they made blow dart darts from, um, you remember the ninja movies were really big at the time? Yeah. So there was a bamboo American down the road and they made blow darts out of bamboos with rusty nails with right. um, sticky tape of paper on the back. Okay. And, you start... and it would like hit you and go mm. in? Yeah. Right. And so you had to, like your tetanus was up to date and stuff? My tetanus was up to date because they <laughs> locked me in a cage with a rat. Okay. Oh my god! Did you grow up in the like medieval times or something? Is it? Hmm. <laughs> it actually, sounds like you grew up in Middle America. I got them back though because so I married one of, of their friends. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. What did you do? Sorry, I married his friend. Oh, long play. <laughs> <laughs> really long play. You should dink him down to the corner store and get him some lollies. <laughs> 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 for everything you've done. Oh yeah, they, were, they weren't happy with that, if I'm being honest. Uh, my brothers weren't. weren't. Didn't they like the fact that you hooked up? Were they no, more angry at you <laughs> or more angry at Scotty? Uh, my eldest brother took me aside and said, look, I, re- I really love you, Abs, but I just don't think like it's going to be serious with Scott. He's not really the marrying type. And I told Scott this, oh. and he laughed and said, that's so funny because your brother told me the same thing <laughs> about you. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh. And then the other brother didn't talk to me for a bit. I mean, it's a great way to hang out with your mates anytime you want. Now it's ah, great. Family shindig. Yeah, now they always go when we're away. They go, oh, we're going to go to the casino. And Scotty goes, I just want to spend quality time with your brothers. Yeah. And I went, that's so sweet. Wait, wait a minute. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 what, uh, those sibling fights, mm. okay, what did you do to each other? Stuff that you look back now and you're like, whoa. Yeah. You and Shazza never used to... Not really. No, we used to, we'd, we'd fight a little bit, but not anything. She ran my um, hand over with an iron once because um, I was like putting my hand on the ironing board going, uh, uh, and she just, uh, yeah. and I hit her in the face with a baseball bat once. Accidentally? Well, no, I was going, oh, almost got you. Oh, almost got you. And then smack. Uh, yeah. <laughs> got, got ya. ya. <laughs> I'm going to run now. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. is she, who, who's older out of you two? She is. She is. Right. Hmm. Did you go through that phase too where you you too little? Did your big sister would beat you up? Not really. No. No. Maybe you guys were uh, not as psychopathic <laughs> as my family. <laughs> We've grown out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Except when we get together for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tegan in the ring bar. What did your sibling do to you? Uh, hello. So this was to my older brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the eldest of six kids. The rest of us were all girls. And we used to tie him to a chair and then throw him into the pool and see how long it took him to untie himself before he drowned. Oh, my goodness. And how many times did that work? <laughs> uh, every single time. We called it Houdini. Oh, He my had God. a name for it. Did he enjoy yeah. this as well? No, like, he loved it. Well, uh, he never protested. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. It worked until it didn't. <laughs> That's what I mean, yeah. Did you say there were six wow. sisters? Six sisters. Uh, five, five. five sisters yeah. and then a brother. Yeah. Wow. That's punishment enough for the poor dude. Yes. <laughs> okay. And so mm. I'm guessing it was one of those plastic, you know, the old school mm. outdoor chairs? Yes. 
Yeah. Yeah. Classic. What does he do for work now, Tegan? He's an escape artist, is obviously. He? Uh, he, is a, he works in security. Right. It's tough enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's been and water dealing, <laughs> deals, deals with crazy women at nightclubs. Yeah, perfect. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good on you, Tegan. <laughs> Katie in Berenbach, what did your siblings do to you? Morning, guys. Morning. Um, my sister used to and make me dress up as a clown. And she would put me out on the street and make me wave at all the passing cars. <laughs> you started that clown craze with the clowns just following people yeah. around everywhere. Wow. What was it? What was her thinking behind this? Was this to embarrass you or? Um, I think it was for her amusement. She's six years older than me. I was the youngest um, and probably a bit of payback because I was spoiled. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. It's like you never had the option to say no. You just did it. You just did it. Yeah. Yeah. She made me, so yeah. Yeah. 13, 10, 60, that's our number. Uh, jump on right now. What did you do to your siblings, or what did your siblings do to you? Mm-hmm. Kurt in Launton, you were the bad Hi, sibling. What did you get up to? Yeah, Kyle, I wasn't that bad, but in this instance, I was. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a five-year age gap between me and my sister, so when I was seven, I will say this first, mm-hmm. um, me and my sister were very competitive as children. Right. Very okay. competitive. Yeah. Um, we were doing a puzzle like any siblings would, just having an activity together. And unknowing to my sister, I hit a puzzle piece so I could be the last person to put a piece of the puzzle in. <laughs> of course. And unknowing to me, she did the exact same thing. <laughs> so we, we came we came down to finishing the puzzle yeah. and there was two pieces missing and we were both playing dumb like, oh, where are they? We spent half an hour looking for those puzzle pieces. <laughs> and after that half an hour, I was like, well... I've got a piece, so I'll put my piece in. And my sister, after I put my piece in, she was like, ha I've got the last piece. She pulls it out of her pocket, yeah. puts it in, yeah. and just starts teasing me. So I saw red. Yeah. And I looked around the room, found a broom, and picked the broom up and went to just hit her on the, on the side of her. Yeah. Accidentally connected to her nose and broke her nose. Ooh. <laughs> wow! Yeah, we didn't do piece. we didn't do puzzles after that. No. no. Oh, Kurt. <laughs> Kurt. It's like you don't have a conscience when you're a child. No. Mm. They hurt me. Jade in Wynnum. Good morning. How are you today? Yeah, we're good. What did you do? Uh, well, it was actually a bit of a retaliation on a get you back. Uh, so whenever my brother would play a video game, he'd punch me if he lost. Mm-hmm. So we waited to the perfect time. We were away on holidays. We were out at fishing at night. So I thought, well, I've got a whole pack of hubba bubba in my mouth. And I got pulled it out of my mouth and just smashed it into his head. Oh. <laughs> into his hair. <laughs> Premeditated. <laughs> and my my uncle and nanny tried every trick nope. under nope. the book yep. to get it out. Nope. No good old fishing knife had to be cut out a whole big chunk out of his hair. Did he say to you, what's that for? And you said, punching me last month. <laughs> uh, punching me for the last few months. Yeah. Oh, wow, Jade. Well, so then we got home and my grandparents belted both of it. <laughs> Good update. <laughs> Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Just like a tattoo. This is a real tattoo! 
hate to bring this up, Abs, but I hope yep. this one makes you feel better about yourself because I know that you did get a tattoo here on the show and you did subsequently get it removed, correct? Mm-hmm. We don't have to talk about it if you don't want to. No, we can we can talk about it. <laughs> I'm just waiting because now I've since learnt that a station can't force you to get a tattoo, so I'm waiting until I get fired so I can sue. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be announcing that because they're given too much time to get their case. Against you. Would yeah, I be drawn into that? I would be drawn into that case. case. Oh, you're good to go. Mm. What was yeah. the tattoo? Uh, it was of my son's name. I don't know if I've told him, uh, but it was my son's name. But I just wanted a tiny little one, but it was really big. It was too big. And oh. then I was like, well, what about when I have other kids? And mm. anyway. You, you went from your wrist there and you pointed all the way to your elbow. <laughs> like, a, like you were planning yeah. just to smash out 10 yeah. of them. <laughs> well, she was at that stage. I really, I'm a person who loves tattoos on other people. Yeah, right. I, just yeah don't, I don't I'm have like the, that because yeah. I changed my mind, yeah. and I don't know if I'm committed to something enough. Yeah, yeah. and you do get they, they they can go badly wrong. Uh, and we were even talking this week about getting our boss's name tattooed on us hilariously. It seems to be the dumb thing in the network. <laughs> so yeah. I just text him that we were going to get his name. Yeah, well, Ada Chatfield got our big boss's name on her, mm. and I said that we we're going to get it done. Because yeah. a, 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 a woman in the UK did this. She got she works at a, a pet uh, grooming company, and she loves her job so much, and she always bo- um, jokes with her boss that she's never going to leave. And she got the logo tattooed on her leg. Did she get fired after? No, she didn't. She didn't. She didn't. Um, but that one ended happily. But there are a few out there. There was a guy who got a Chinese symbol. You know, everyone gets a Chinese symbols tattooed on their yes. arms these days. But back in the day when you went around and did it, they didn't have Google. And if you go to translate, you can see what it says. He got a Chinese symbol meaning trust, hope and integrity. Beautiful. Yeah. Turkey sandwich. How can you get it so wrong? I don't think they get it that wrong. They, they just, just go, these Caucasian yeah. people don't care. We can well, just bang anything it's on. It's not a Chinese a turkey sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Chinese tattoo artist. You got to remember these these gronks mm. take in. They go, "This is what I want you yeah, to put on me." True. They just tattoo what they're given. Mm. Like the only place I would get a Chinese symbol is in China. Yeah, that's true. Good yeah. point. Yeah. And they they're not. They're probably doing other writing. <laughs> Even my, mine are Gallifreyan, and I got that from an app that transfers what you say into Gallifreyan, which is Doctor Who's language. Did you double I'm check sure, it? No, I'm no, sure it doesn't. doesn't. I'm sure it doesn't, but it but does like to me. It. Yeah, it does to me. So that's all that matters. I mean, that guy doesn't have to tell everyone that it means ham sandwich. He can just... Turkey. Ah, oh, turkey. See? Yeah, there you go. Some <laughs> spelling mistakes occur as well. Uh, someone got a tattoo that said, only judge can god me. And my personal favourite, never lose hoop. <laughs> maybe that's what he actually wanted to say. <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> Judge can be my god. But I stumbled upon this story, and this story takes the cake, right? So about four four years ago or so, a lady in America, she's sitting with a friend, and her friend turns to her and says, oh, my God, you know, you are just so, like, open and honest and trustworthy with everyone. You're just an open book. There's nothing covering your inside. You are just open to the world. And she said, you know what? I am open to the world. You're right. I might get a tattoo that signifies that, that I'm not wearing a mask to cover my personality. So she goes to the tattoo place. She gets a tattoo on her arm that says, courageously, um, courageously and always never wearing a mask. And then the next day, the coronavirus hit. <laughs> oh, so she has on her arm a tattoo that says, courageously and proudly, never wearing a mask on her forearm. Great. She deserved that. <laughs> Did she get a little mask over it? Do you know what I mean? Like a little no, she spent, she spent the start of the uh, pandemic uh, wearing cardigans and stuff. And then she went, you know what? I'm not an anti vaxxer i am wearing masks and it, it's not what it means i'm just gonna yeah. wear it yeah. out but she did get abuse for it but how's that for bad timing mm. oh well she could have just said no it's a chinese symbol it means something else <laughs> it means maybe. a turkey sandwich <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. Women making a name for themselves in Aussie Rules football? We'll show you that. You're unbelievable. Ooh, the AFLW season... 2.0 is kind of on. It's just, it was at the start of the season. They decided it was a little bit too hot. They had to change it, so they've changed it to now. So will that mean next yeah. year their season will be at this time yes. of the year? They're yes. not going to do two Yeah, next No, 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 year, no they're right. not going like to do two. year we had two Queen's birthdays. Yes, yeah, mm. but and it does sort of feel like that because it's like, you know, the, uh, the winners of 2022 at the end of the year, you mm. know. But anyway, so the, the Lions are, uh, Brisbane Lions are at the top of the ladder. Mm. But there was an article out, and I was like, oh, because we were keen to see the grand final. Touch wood, of course. And because they're at the top of the ladder, um, you get your home ground advantage. You oh, get to you have get home final. Well, yeah. And at the Gabba, which I was pretty excited because last time it was at uh, in Adelaide, so I didn't have an opportunity to go to it, and I was pretty excited about it. But now they're saying that the venue option might not be there for yeah. the AFLW. And that's saying because they're going to be playing a preliminary final at Gold Coast Metricon Stadium, which is where they have played a lot of games. Mm. But now there's going to be a festival on there. Oh. Yeah, Calvin Harris said his is DJ is? set is more important than football. Well, I guess it was booked in. Mm. I mean, Metricons have said, guys, it's the end of November. Mm. Like, we've uh, booked a festival on. Mm. Like, we've you know what the issue sold is? tickets to it. Yeah. It's men organising it. So they've left it to the last minute. Well, I mean, that's, <laughs> what, that's what I yeah. feel like. I feel like, oh, I feel no, like she'll going, be right. The team keep on asking, have you, have you called? Have you called yet? There's, there's like three stadiums. Relax, guys. Relax. The day before, we'll just be do fine. something. It's not. You that's my me, issue you with it. You asked me to organise it. Let me organise it my way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, Have I ever let that. you down before? <laughs> have I ever let you down? <laughs> well, no, it's Nicole Livingstone, who I love. She's AFLW boss, and she's organised. Mm. Uh, but she's saying, look, we've got a great relationship with, you know, the cricket. Yeah. Uh, so we've just said to them, hey, yeah, 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 hey, come yeah, on yeah, yeah, we'll be We'll be light on our feet. Well, it's at the Gabba. Can't we just do it at the Gabba? But no. So uh, Cricket Australia, mm. have their, they said they rejected informal inquiries from the AFL to utilise the Gabba because there's going to be a quick turnaround between the T20 World Cup fixtures. Mm. And next month's test against South Africa. So they're saying, well, no, 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 no. We've got the Sheffield um, Sheffield Shield mm. game on December the 1st. Right. It's a few days. Plenty of time. As a, as a Greensman, are you saying that? Oh, yeah, that's true. You were the guy to talk Whack to. the mower over no, but Honestly, you. are you saying that? Like, if they had a game on the 26th. Oh, you know what the issue might be? Mm. The cricket pitch in the middle should be pretty hard. Well, why don't we just yeah. cover that one over and we just say, look, girls, don't run on that. Oh, yeah, have an out-of-bounds. <laughs> <laughs> the bounce is now going to be just a little bit off-centre. Yeah. <laughs> middle of the field is poison. <laughs> Touched it. Uh, but yeah, it no. I mean, look, I, any, anything could happen, but I just go, I was looking forward to seeing a game there. Oh, and no. feel like, where, uh, where else could they go? Well, they're saying that they, it, it's a weird one because you know how they've got their home one at Springfield? Mm. Yeah. Well, is that is that field, because we walked past that yeah. last week for the walk mm. and it looks incredible out there for the Lions get up. That well, is going to be insane, but I'm not sure that it's ready to go yet, is it? Mm. Well, they're saying that it's ready, but not for games. So I don't then it's not ready. <laughs> no, sit in the stadium. I think I don't think the don't stands know. are ready. Is yeah. what the issue might be. The ground That's what is I mean. there. The grounds the are there. Has. Regardless of all of that, it's not ready. No, I think you what can't say it's ready, but it's not open. If That's everyone's willing to bring yeah. their own deck chairs, I reckon we could all mm. do it. Solid. What about the other uh, one is A and Z? No. no. Oh, you wouldn't be able to. In the I don't think it's big enough for AFL. They're saying that they might do it at. Morden Bay Central Sports Complex? I oh, haven't yeah. been there. They're saying it's a boutique stadium. 
in North Brisbane. Mm. Have you guys been there? No. No. I love how people swap out tiny for boutique. Boutique. We're like, oh, fancy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, or bespoke. I was going to say, yeah. we're playing in the bespoke, bespoke stadium. stadium. They're all bespoke stadiums. Yeah. So they're saying that the, the, the training, the, sorry, Springfield Training Basin Stadium is complete, but not yet ready to host fixtures. Right. Maybe right. maybe the turf still needs time to root down or something. Whatever it is, it's not ready. Stop saying it's ready when it's not. They that, said it's complete. Yeah, but it's not still not ready. They said it's complete. They didn't say ready. <laughs> okay. I know you think. That's There's like, a difference when the house is complete, but I'm not ready to have people over. <laughs> it's the same as saying I'm on my way, but you're still you know, in the shower. In the I'm stopping to get a coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the game will get played. Just yes. where? Mm. We don't know. Mm. And we blame Calvin Harris and his DJ set at Metricon. Stab Abby and Matt for breakfast. B105. I found something. You know, I was saying this before. You know when you, you, you hear something you've never heard of before and then you see it everywhere? Mm. Like Selective attention. Yes, yes. So I've never. It's like heard, you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I wanted that car. And now everyone's, everyone's driving. Everyone's driving it. that car. Yeah. Um, Fess Hole, it's called. It's a Twitter. Um, Is Twitter that rude? Site. No, it's like a confessional hole. Why hole? Uh, don't know. I just think it wouldn't it be a professional booth. I'm just wondering. Huh. Well, it's or maybe hole. you put it into the deep hole and it doesn't. Maybe. Yeah, because that's what it is. It's just a Twitter feed where you. Like a black hole, I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm just agreeing with you. Mm. Yeah. That's what they're called, aren't they? The black hole. Black hole, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a space. glory triangle. Anyway, the site's called Fesshole, and I won't tell you how I stumbled upon it. No, it's a massive, and it's this guy that set it up. He just asked the British people to um, confess to him anything that they felt that they needed to get off their chest. And um, that was three years ago, and he's already had 150 million um, put-ins. Now, he goes through all the ones that he gets, and he chooses the ones that he puts on the feed. And he says there's lots that he doesn't, lots anonymous? of guys. Yeah, yeah, they're all yep. anonymous. Uh, lots of guys bragging about their sexual um, conquests and all that sure. sort of stuff. and he's and like, divide that by three. Yeah, and he's also like, I don't want to put any of that up to encourage other people to do that. So he he is very selective about what he put, puts out. It's so popular, he's actually put compiled a lot of them into books, and they've been bestsellers as Ooh, well. Elon Musk will be loving this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it is. It's just people um, people confessing things that they do. Some are serious, some are not. For instance, I was being interviewed for a job, and the receptionist asked if I wanted tea or coffee. I was so nervous, I just answered, yes, please. Five minutes later, she brought me both in a tea and a coffee and had to sit through the interview like a psychopath, alternating between both cups. (laughs) (laughs) This is clever. When I worked at a restaurant, I'd book five to six tables myself at 9pm so there was less work and I could go home early. (gasps) Oh, my goodness. God, that is so good. (laughs) Good? (laughs) I mean, the place is probably shut down and they're unemployed now, but... (laughs) (laughs) Obviously not working for tips. Yeah. Upset that I have to work night shifts. I've roamed through the offices, turning all the toasters up to 10. So far, two fire alarms have been activated during the day shift. (laughs) (laughs) How's this one? Fesshole. At Tesco the other week, shopping centre, I asked my boyfriend to check the notes in my phone for the shopping list I'd written. He found a long list of names and asked me what it was. I told him it was a list of potential baby names I like, but it's actually everyone I've ever shagged. Oh, her body count. <laughs> I don't know if I like these names, babe. <laughs> yeah. Why have you got last names? And why do you have Stephen five times? And why do you have Guy Park Bench written <laughs> beside it? Oh, I, I see the scoring system. So you really, really like Gary. He got five stars. Wow. Yeah. You wouldn't name him after me. I've only got two stars. Okay. <laughs> a van cut me off in the traffic. I texted, the, uh, and he was like a businessman, so he had a number. So he texted the number on the side. I know what you have done. The game is up. Wow. Two days later, he replied, I'm going to tell her everything. Just give me a couple of days. No. (laughs) This is my personal favorite. 
My old dad, divorced from my mother, lives in an old people's home. His son-in-law visits his room every two weeks or so to say hi. In reality, he's a bloke we found on Grinder who's into older guys and did, gives dad a good time. No regrets. Care home, don't know. Wow. Yeah, Vesshole. Get into it. Brisbane wakes up with Staff, Abby and Matt on B105.